for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 349 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, next week we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan. Dude, I can't wait. It's, it's <clears throat> finally going to be here. I feel like... As excited as I am that it's Obi-Wan, I'm also excited that it's Hayden. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I'm just super excited. Yeah, and it's been really nice to see them in interviews and stuff promoting the show. Oh, and man, like, right? And like, I want a buddy cop movie with the two of them. And then, like, them just be so jazzed and talking about how, like, you know, kids that grew up with the prequels are now grown up and they finally feel like, you know, they they're appreciated and stuff. Like, it's been really nice, and you know, that's been something that's that's gone on for a little while now, like. You know, Hayden got quite the uh, reaction at Celebration one year, so it's been really cool. But yeah, it's it's so weird. Like, I feel like almost since the beginning of this podcast, this Obi-Wan project has been a, something that's been a what if, or a, maybe it's going to happen, then it is going to happen, or is it going to be a movie? No, it's not going to be a movie. Like, so to... To finally be like a week away from seeing it and talking about it, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> amazingly stoked. Me too, buddy. Um, you know what else is exciting? Following us on Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. And what's even more exciting than that is becoming a Patreon or patron and supporting us on Patreon. Uh, for as little as $3 a month, you get access to all kinds of of exclusive Patreon-only podcast episodes, including the second episode of our brand new show, Rogue 2, that's two with a T-O-O, with our buddy Johnny Grasso. That's up on the feed now. And starting next week, I will be doing immediate reactions to Obi-Wan. So um, lots of cool stuff over there at patreon.com slash Podcast. Big ol' shout out to our patrons you guys are the best 
and we really appreciate you guys. So, buddy, how's your week been? Um, it's been all right. It's been. I mean, I can't complain. I got nothing to complain about. Right on. Just the, you know, I hate to say the stress of raising kids, but that's that's simply the in and outs of my my week. Hey, man. I mean, that that is that's your life. You know what I mean? That's what stresses you out. Like, I, you know, I guess it's just like as a dad, you don't want to admit that it's stressful or that you get irritated. You know, because you think, oh, if I were a better dad, I wouldn't get stressed out or irritated. But buddy. Uh, I have, you know, you're, you're human. I have, and I've heard you um, interact with your kids. I've been around you um, with Liam. You're a good dad, man. You don't have anything to uh, worry about that. I mean, I appreciate. That. Oh man, I don't know. Was it? I guess it was after we recorded, buddy. My <laughs> the bees in my brain are are. Uh, <laughs> Keep making it so They're I'm buzzing. Ha- yeah, I'm having a hard time keeping track of time and things, but I think it was sometime after we recorded last week. Maybe it was last Friday. Yeah. I had the distinct pleasure of talking to my buddy Liam for a little while on Xbox party chat, mm-hmm. and it was delightful. I needed some cheering <laughs> up. I was feeling quite down, and boy, did it do the trick, man. You have... Mm. One sweet kid there, buddy. I got to say. He is. He's a sweet kid. He really is. He was telling me. You know, I want to protect that in him. I don't want the world to subvert that. (laughs) He was telling me all about Super Mario. And we talked about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And he was telling me. Mm -hmm. My my man is already getting into the scoops game. He was telling me about uh, the plot line for what Sonic 3 is going to be. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, I asked him, he was talking about um, how there's a new Super Mario movie coming out next year and how the first Super Mario movie was a little too scary for him. And I said, mm-hmm. well, what's what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? And he goes, what? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> and I heard you go, no, it's okay. And he goes, well, Jaws was probably a little too scary for me. <laughs> And I was like, eh, they have a scary for me and too, buddy. I'm not entirely sure he's seen Jaws, but one time when he was like three or four, we let him stay with his grandmas, and she really wasn't hip to the YouTube versus kids YouTube mm-hmm. kind of gist of things. Mm-hmm. And he came back talking about sharks eating people and do sharks eat people. And I, I saw this video one time where this shark was eating people. And I was like, oh, man, I'm trying to think of video. And I'm like, the thing that keeps popping in my mind is, you know, any of the final scenes from Jaws or Jaws 2, like, especially the one where the shark's up on the boat, like, that one's intense and like that's probably got a million views on youtube you know i I was it could have been something harmless but i doubt it you know and so i'm like well what probably happened is liam was like i want to watch youtube videos about sharks and sharks yeah yeah. and what was in the you know playlist as the the algorithm progresses Mm -hmm. boom you get the, the final scene from jaws yeah Buddy, uh, Jaws freaked me the hell out as a kid and probably has something to do with my fear of big creatures in the water to this day. You know what I mean? 
you know, if I'm being perfectly honest, I didn't see all of Jaws. You know, like I might have seen the first 20 minutes or the last 20 minutes or but like till I was probably 14, 14 mm-hmm. or 15. And I sat down and I watched like all of Jaws on TNT, which took like three hours because there's like a commercial break every four minutes. It feels like anyway. Um, but I watched Jaws and I was like, yeah, I, I I'm a grown. I'm pretty much a grown up at this point, but I can see. Where now I'll never really be able to swim in water I can't see the bottom yeah. of. Like fuck me I, right I, up. I, yeah, be having nightmares about Jaws in her swimming pool, Jaws in the bathtub and shit. Like oh unrealistic shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I had something pretty, pretty embarrassing happen to me <laughs> this week, oh buddy. Oh my goodness. So Tuesday, I drove all over the state of Alabama for work. Really? Yeah, I got up at like six. Got back into my part of town at like four thirty, four four thirty in the afternoon. My and, goodness, uh, that's a whole day on the road. It is. I wanted to stop and grab a bag of ice. I was out of out of ice at the house, so I stop at a gas station. I go in, and I says to myself, "Well, you had a hard day. Should pick you up yourself a treat." So I go back to the cooler, get a nice diet soda pop. Cause that's mm-hmm. what fucking constitutes a treat for me nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go up, I pay for my soda and I say, Hey, can I get a bag of ice? And the lady's like, yeah, absolutely. Do you want two? We got a deal on two. And I was like, nah, just one. And I go outside. Now, you know, at a gas station, when you buy a bag of ice, they've got the big metal cooler things outside with that are just stuffed full of bags of ice. Right? Yeah. Freezer full of bags of ice. Right. And it's up on the curb. So like this mm-hmm. gas station, it's not like on level ground. You got to step up on a curb or in my case, go up a ramp to get up on the curb and then go into the gas station. Those ice coolers, they're up on this curb. So I, I scope out the situation and I'm like, uh oh, there may not be enough room for me to. There's definitely no room for me to go straight on to the ice cooler and get ice. And it doesn't look like there's enough for me to go like sideways in my chair and like wiggle around and grab a bag of ice. But I decided to give it a shot anyway, right? So I'm mm-hmm. like slowly creeping up beside this parallel to this uh, this freezer full of ice and disaster strikes. My wheel, my right wheel goes off the side of the curb, which then causes me to tumble out of my oh, wheelchair no. onto the ground. Slam real hard. I got oh, a, God. Are you okay? I got a giant bruise on my hip. But that's not the worst part. The worst part is that the cue a bunch of people that immediately freak out and come to help me, right? Which, look, I mean, obviously, that's very nice of them. They're great people. I, I appreciate it. It's I know. Not, I, it's it's not that I hold it against them. It's just real embarrassing, right? Uh-huh. I know for you that's like dying <laughs> of embarrassment, but that's a yeah. good thing that those people rush to help you. I like, can, that oh, is a positive for humanity. I can only imagine that, you know, I'm beat red with embarrassment, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And this, of course. This one young dude comes up and he's like, holy shit, dude, are you okay? And I'm super <laughs> flustered, right? Super, super right. flustered. So right. in my head, there's two responses. Like it's like um, 
in this split second, it's like a Bioware RPG where I've got two possible <laughs> dialogue choices. And one of them is, oh, yeah, man, I just ate shit. Or, oh, yeah, man, I just busted my ass. Those are the two dialogue choices. But I'm so embarrassed, right? Yeah. I'm so embarrassed and so flustered. To So what comes out of my mouth is, yeah, man, I just ate ass. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's cool. <laughs> Oh man, it's cool. You ate some ass. <laughs> had to get a bag of ice. Oh, dude. And then, buddy, I'm sorry that that happened to you. You, you, have, you ate some pavement. <laughs> I get up, I get in my chair, I gather my phone, my wallet, my soda pop that's now all fucking shaken up. The dude grabs the bag of ice for me. I thank him again. Oh, but you have never seen somebody <laughs> in a wheelchair get their chair into the trunk and peel out of the (laughs) parking lot of a gas station out of embarrassment faster. You would have thought I was fucking Doc Brown going back in time. (laughs) Buddy, I was so embarrassed. They were all standing around afterward going, I don't don't know what's wrong. He had a fine time putting that chair in the back of that car. It was like zip, zip. (laughs) But you know there was a handful of people that would be like, they got home and they are like, I fucking got off of work and stopped by the Circle K on my way home, and you'll never guess what the fuck I saw. You'll never. <laughs> this dude, he looked kind of like a a down bad McFoley. <laughs> he looked like a fucking monster. Um, he had a real bad time at the Circle K. <laughs> Something was afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> uh, something, a, a giant misstep, if you will. <laughs> yeah figuratively and sort of literally too i guess man Mm -hmm. you want to talk about embarrassed buddy i just when i got home i just sat in my car i know that's embarrassing yeah (laughs) when i got home i just sat in the car and like just was like god damn man that 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 way you just grasp the air and you look to the heavens and you're like why why as if there wasn't enough (laughs) so uh, needless to say, of the two Circle K's that are relatively close to my house, there's one I will not be going to ever again. No, ever again. you should totally go back there. You should. That's. I can understand why you wouldn't, but go, go to a place where people would help you if you needed help. That's the place you should go to every time. Man, you know that. I am sorry that that happened to you, but <laughs> I am glad that everyone rushed to your aid. You know the employees were sitting around watching that security footage. That's just going to show up on Reddit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're going to be viral. Oh, yeah. Great. It's going to be on there was an attempt to there get was, ice. There was an attempt. <laughs> so, buddy, you know, sometimes when we are approaching something big like, you know, a season of The Mandalorian or in this case... Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, you know, the week before can be a little hit or miss. Like, usually there's some promotional stuff to talk about, but man, that is not the case this week because (laughs) there was a bunch of fucking information dropped on us, courtesy... Don't truck a Star Wars news. I know. Courtesy of Vanity Fair and the one and only... Anthony Bresnikan, the Brez. 
Um, super nice guy, by the way. Um, I was about to say, we met him for a brief moment yeah, I was, in L.A., right? Yeah, uh, he was on the, uh, the solo panel. panel with me, and then I got mm-hmm. to hang out with him uh, a little bit at Celebration Chicago. And oh, that's uh, awesome. I figured, hey, this guy, and I might have been a little drunk, <laughs> maybe a little crossfaded, as the kids say. Um, I was like, this guy's got the inside scoop on Star Wars. I'm going to ask him something that I've always wanted to know. And that question was, how does Darth Maul poop? Um, mistakes were made. But you know what? Because he's a classy fucking dude. He, he took it in stride. But anyway. Do you have an answer for you? <clears throat> no. No. It is the no. question. It is the unanswered, the biggest unanswered question in Star Wars lore. I can't think of I like bigger. to think that he it, it comes out he compresses his waist into like little wally cubes <laughs> and then like squats down and plops out like a little pile of wally cubes but where does it buddy he gets cut at the waist like the entire factory is gone you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know i guess he just has an upper intestine i mean and this is just assuming that his alien biology is close to ours yeah, maybe Zabrax poop and pee from those horns on their head. Right. Maybe there's absolutely nothing vital but musculature from there down. Maybe. Maybe his genitals are in his elbows. Oof. Maybe <laughs> he, um, maybe, man, you threw me for a loop there because the mental image that just popped in my head of <laughs> Darth Maul fucking his own elbow really threw me for a loop there. <laughs> Um, uh, anyways we got a bunch of Star Wars news this week courtesy of Van. it won't be Darth Maul with elbow genitals we'll save that for uh, another dimension yeah yeah if there's there's other realities and other dimensions I hope uh, the other Halses are doing alright man (laughs) sure hope so well, if they're all in different times and places, then one of them has to be. Yeah, I guess that's right, huh? That should be some reassurance. Anyway. And he'll eventually take your place on the timeline. Maybe I'll take his place on the timeline. If, if, if that's I can what I'm saying. Find a, the swap. A, you find the a freaky fucking, Friday. It. If I can find a way to travel through dimensions and find like the handsome fully abled halls and switch places with him like that jet lee movie the one did you ever see that Mm, yes where he went like hopping dimensions like killing alternate versions of himself to make himself more powerful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was cool (laughs) anyways (laughs) we got uh this huge vanity fair article and buddy and like there was a big one that dropped initially and then there's been more and more stuff that's come out since. Right. And what I'm, I just saw one today about Hayden and him and you know, their, their brotherhood, their buddy Jedi brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the way, um, what I'm not going to do is sit here and just read the whole article. So I'm just going to kind of toss out some things that jumped out to me. Um, first off, which I thought was 
interesting is that they don't just, it's not just an article about Kenobi. It covers Andor, it covers Mandalorian, it covers the future of theatrical released Star Wars movies, right? Just Mm -hmm. tons and tons of information. Um, And all of it was pretty fucking fascinating. Um, So, you know, we've, We've had this question since the December, since December of 2019, you know, coming up on three years since the release of the Rise of Skywalker. What's the next theatrically released Star Wars movie going to be? And for the longest time, uh, the assumption was that it was going to be Rogue Squadron, uh, directed by Patty, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. That's right. That's what we thought. And then earlier this year, there was some word that it was canceled or delayed who knows things got like wires got crossed and then word came out that she was dropping out of directing the cleopatra movie that she was signed on for so she could focus on star wars and i guess wonder woman 3 right Mm -hmm. and well now we uh we do know courtesy of Kathleen Kennedy that Rogue Squadron is not the next Star Wars movie that's going to be released. In fact, it seems like the next movie is going to be um, the Taika Waititi Star Wars project. Um, and she said something along the lines of that that is just kind of what fits this era or yeah. kind of like the vibe or the mood of where Star Wars is at right now? Well, That was kind of if, cryptic. I'm not exactly sure what she meant by that. I think almost her exact quote is it fits the roadmap. That she, okay. she, the way she made it sound is that they want to do connected stuff kind of like the Marvel movies do where, where their movies and stuff are connected, but they don't necessarily want to be, uh, dependent on one another. well, dependent or beholden to the structure of trilogies. Right. Right. So it looks like the Taika Watiti movie will be the next one we see now. <laughs> Is that going to be in December, 2023 uh, of next year? I don't know, man. <laughs> that would be have to like be halfway done filming by now, right? No. No. They would at the absolute latest, they would probably need to start filming by the second half slash end of this year. Um you would hope they would put more time into it because some of these Star Wars movies have had rushed productions and the final product hasn't necessarily been the strongest. Um, but as far as I know, there is still some sort of Star Wars movie slated to come out in December of 2023. Um, I guess it, that is obviously very likely or, or could change. Now, the problem is, is if they want Star Wars to remain a December release, and it does there's not one in December 2023 then you know what we're looking at December of 2025 before we see another Star Wars movie in the theaters at which point it will have been 6 years since the release of the Rise of Skywalker because you know this year in 2023 we're getting Avatar 2 
And then 2023 was supposed to be Star Wars, 2024, Avatar 3, 2025, Star Wars. And they were going to sort of alternate, you know, right? Yeah. So I'm hoping, obviously, that uh, we are still going to get something in 2023. But it would have to be kicking off sooner rather than later to make it, for sure. Um, another thing that was brought up in the article was the announced Ryan Johnson trilogy of Star Wars movies, right? That we have mm-hmm. not heard of, heard really anything from besides statements like, you know, Ryan saying, you know, you know, I'm still signed on, blah, blah, blah. I still want to do it. Like, you know, things like that. Um, and this is what Kathleen Kennedy had to say. In regards to the Ryan Johnson movies, Ryan has been unbelievably busy with Knives Out and the deal that he made at Netflix for multiple movies. I've had meetings with Ryan. He's somebody that's come in as part of our little brain trust discussions along the way. He remains very committed to what it is we're trying to do. He just literally hasn't had the time to devote. That's what I'm saying. Anyone who comes into Star Wars universe needs to know that it's a three, four, five-year commitment. That's what it takes. You can't step in for a year and shoot something and then walk away. It just doesn't work that way. So it requires that kind of nurturing. So it still sounds like it's a possibility, right? Um, I really want it to happen. Me too. You know, we have stated many times... Much to a couple of listeners' (laughs) disappointment that we're fans of The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson's treatment of Star Wars. I I I mean, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings, but I just have to say my own opinion. To me, The Last Jedi may be the best of the newer trilogy of movies and one of my favorites because it did so much to kind of launch a new direction for that star Wars trilogy that was already deeply kind of rooted in homage and nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Like the, the last Jedi actually pushed forward in a direction for that trilogy and star Wars as a whole and did some new things and planted some seeds that, um, have yet to be addressed, you know, kind of weren't even addressed in that last movie. Uh, and that last movie brought it home. I mean, it stuck the landing, I'm not saying that it's weak at all. I just, in my personal opinion, I love The Last Jedi. And that's why I'm kind of really excited for you know, the potential of a Ryan Johnson trilogy. I'm really holding out for this. Like I know it's gotten pushed, and I kind of see that as a good sign. The fact that it got pushed and not canceled is like great news to me because they could very well say, you know, we're done, you know, maybe in the future you know we've kind of terminated that we've shelved that i guess is what they would say but uh that's not what they're saying no no and the thing is is like you know how she said that they're trying to look at star wars movies outside of the context of a trilogy is it maybe it isn't a trilogy anymore maybe it's a single movie maybe it's a a a two movie thing maybe it's part of this big plan that they this roadmap that they're working on that's what i'm really hoping like Will I be bummed if we don't get a Star Wars movie next year? Yeah, because I'm, buddy. I need I need something to look <laughs> forward to, my dude. Like I would love to go. We need to, one. Yeah, I would love to go to the theater and watch a Star Wars movie. But if it has to wait till 2025 
Or, I mean, I guess there is always the option that Disney could get off of this idea that you can only release a Star Wars movie successfully in December, but whatever it may be. If I got to wait a little while past 2023, it'll be worth it if they are really working on this roadmap and this future plan for theatrical Star Wars. Because we've said it a bunch of times, I love the sequel trilogy. I think the final movie is the weakest of the three, um, but I still like it. I think the biggest problem with the sequel trilogy is that it wasn't necessarily planned out as much in advance as it could have been. <clears throat> and if, if they can work on that aspect of theatrical Star Wars movies, I think we could be in for something really cool. Just like mm-hmm. get the plan together, execute the plan, take the time you need to get that plan together. Right. And I'd be exactly. fine with that. Um, and don't rush production. Like you said right. earlier. And she did mention that Patty Jenkins is still on board for rogue squadron, but it's in the process of being rewritten. So, you know, if I had to guess she is, you know, they're working, she's probably working with a writer on the script She'll probably go off to do Wonder Woman 3. Then post Wonder Woman 3, she'll be able to devote her time to Rogue Squadron. <clears throat> um, there was some really cool fucking Andor information. And Andor is something that I've been excited for from the announcement, but just incrementally getting more and more excited about it just for, like, maybe even for some weird reasons. <clears throat> um and they talked to uh, Tony Gilroy, who sort of famously was brought on for rewrites and reshoots on Rogue One, right? Mm-hmm. And talked about how, you know, Rogue One and its story as it pertains to Cassian is a story about a guy who, without hesitation, sort of sacrifices himself for the betterment of the galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. And what led to that point? And he, they gave some some slight, spo- not spoilers, but story information saying that like the story kicks off when Cassian's home world is destroyed by the Empire. Oh and that sets things in motion. Um, also, Genevieve O'Reilly, who played Mon Mothma in Rogue One, is back. And it doesn't sound like it's in a small role. In fact, it sounds like her role is quite significant in this. So Perhaps she's like a mentor. I mean, whatever it may be, I think that's cool. Like, um, like, what, a, like what a crazy path for that actress playing that role because you know originally she was cast to play Mon Mothma in episode 3 and the scene got cut so we never got to see it Mm -hmm. and then they brought her back to play Mon Mothma in Rogue One and now she's going to be a major part of this Cassian series like can you imagine being cast in a Star Wars movie and you're like holy shit I'm going to be in Star Wars and then they're like eh about that (laughs) not so much we're sorry like we know it sucks but uh you're not in the movie and then years later getting the call to come back and play that role 
And then you got to think like, oh, well, that's cool. I got to play Mon Mothma. I was actually on the screen this time. And now you're part of this huge Disney Plus series that's a prequel to that movie. I just think that's really neat. I think it's 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 really neat, too. Um, so, you know, given that little bit of story stuff that they let loose with in this article, coupled with the fact that I think visually Cassian is probably going to look the closest to like a Star Wars movie because, you know, they shot a lot on location. They, you know, that behind the scenes thing we saw whenever it was, I can't even remember, but like all the, the production work that's gone on to into it <coughs> looks, I think there's going to be, it's going to be really high quality is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that Cassian will be coming out in late summer this year. So what August, September, somewhere around there. I'm interested to see how they will destroy his home world. If it'll be like, you know, kind of a glassing, kind of like a, uh, uh, barrage from, uh, or what we starships or like a project cinder kind of, or what we saw them do to Mandalore in the book of Boba Fett and those flashbacks from the night of a thousand tears. Right. Yeah. Um, I, that's I, is that considered glassing? Like, uh, so like, in ca- I've only ever turned that in Halo. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a. I think that is. I don't think that is a Halo creation, but that's what I associate it with too. Like the yeah. glassing of Reach. Um, mm-hmm. So in <clears throat> in Rogue One, Cassian says, you know, he's been in this fight since he was six years old. So I kind of wonder if the series is going to kick off with him being six years old. And that's when this happens. And then he's like a refugee from this planet. That's been destroyed by the empire, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they talked a little bit about the next season of the Mandalorian and basically said that it'll be premiering, uh, late 2022 or early 2023. So kind of what we speculate, did some cock duty speculating on. Right. Uh, and that then it will be followed up by Ahsoka. Um, so it was weird. They kind of, it's the, the articles kind of implied that Disney wants three live action star Wars projects on Disney plus a year. Um, so that's cool. I mean, fucking sign me up. Like that plus any animated <clears throat> stuff we get, you know, seasons of Bad Batch or more Star Wars Visions or whatever it may be. Sign me Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Now, <clears throat> then the to me maybe the most juicy of stuff that they talked about. We remember I I I think we talked about it on the show that there was a sort of secret live action Disney plus series uh, being worked on. And it's code name was grammar rodeo, right? Oh yeah. You talked about that. Yeah. Well, listen to this. Another new series on the horizon doesn't even have a title, just a code name. 
Grammar Rodeo, a reference to an episode of The Simpsons in which Bart and his schoolmates steal a car and run away for a week using a phony educational event as an alibi. The show takes place during the post-Return of the Jedi reconstruction that follows the fall of the Empire, the same as The Mandalorian, but its plot remains a secret. It's created and executive produced by director John Watts and writer Chris Ford, who made Spider-Man Homecoming for Marvel. A casting notice has called for four children around 11 to 12 years old. Inside Lucasfilm, the show is being described as a galactic version of classic ambient coming-of-age adventure films of the 80s. It's fucking Star Wars Stranger Things. <laughs> Star Wars Stranger Things or Star Wars Stand By Me? Oh, yeah, buddy, don't fucking invoke one of my top three movies of all time and not expect me to get excited. Oh, boy, do I love Stand By Me. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a big swing at some cock-a-duty speculating. I'm sure I'm far from the first person. Who has done this, but post Return of the Jedi, right? Right. The grammar rodeo, uh, like the meaning of grammar rodeo, like with the Simpsons tie in, and looking to, to cast 11 to 12 year olds, I kind of wonder if this is going to be a fucking Luke's Jedi Academy show. Either Luke's Jedi Academy or it's the story of Ben Solo fucking up and getting sent to Luke's Jedi Academy. Ben Solo and his buddies steal the car or maybe Ben Solo, you know, does. And then, you know, you meet the other three at Luke's Jedi Academy. Ben Solo, like an 11 to 12 year old Ben Solo steals the Millennium Falcon and takes it for a joyride and shenanigans. Ooh, hmm. I didn't consider that, buddy. I did not consider that. Ben Solo, when you said post Return of the Jedi, and then we heard child antics, the first place my brain went was this could be Ben Solo's fuck up where his parents are like, you know, I don't know what else to do with you. I got to send you to your uncle. Um, so, like invoking the the emblem coming of age thing definitely strikes a chord with me. You know, I'm down with that. Uh, you know. I couldn't help, and we talked about this when the episode aired, the the episode of Book of Boba Fett with Luke and Grogu and Ahsoka, right? I felt like that was setting up for more stories. Like, it wasn't just an aside to the story of the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and so on and so forth. I I really do kind of wonder because like there were rumors going around about um about this series and people seem to in like the rumor mill seem to think that it was going to be set during the High Republic era right which I was right way into but this 
clearly puts that rumor to rest. And with it being post-Return of the Jedi, mm, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. So, if they're looking to cast, I have to imagine that that show is going to go forward before too long, as far as, like, in production. So, would our three live-action Star Wars series next year be Ahsoka? Whatever Grammar Rodeo turns out to be. I kind of wonder if we're going to get that title announced at Celebration next week, by the way. And, it would be a good time. And Cassie in season two, perhaps? Because we know they're, if not already in production, soon to be shooting the second season of Cassian. So it could be those three. Um, assuming that there's going to be... they announced Boba season two? I mean, that... Don't don't play with my emotion. Well, <laughs> come on, buddy. You know what's going on. This is not the time I'm not to be fucking playing. with you. I'm just, you know, I kind I tend to throw things against the wall and see what sticks when it comes to you. And so I was wondering how much you actually think it's possible that they'll do a Boba season two, or you think they're they've set Boba down for a while. I think they've set him down for a while. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. Um, you know, I guess there's always the chance that he shows up in Mandalorian season three. Like he's clearly involved in that story now, you know, now that you've said that, that's probably the most appropriate place and time to do that. I think the most appropriate way to do it is, oh, I don't know about somewhere around the, mm, I don't know, fifth or sixth episode of Mandalorian season three. It's just Boba and the Mandalorian doesn't show up at all. Like if that happens, I will never once ever again say anything about how they did me dirty with that in the book of Boba. It would be poetic justice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They also talked to Leslie (coughs) Headland about the acolyte. Uh, So that's also an option because that's going to be filming, I think sometime this year. And she had some really interesting things to say. For instance, you know, she talked about how it takes place a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. So as we know, or as we knew, it's going to be during the High Republic era. And she talks about how interesting it was to her that the Sith, who were thought to have been gone, you know, eliminated for a thousand years or whatever, a member of that faction or whatever you want to call it somehow infiltrated the fucking Senate and rose to the highest seat of power. And she said like she wanted to explore how that happened. So I don't think that means we're sidious. I don't think that means we're getting anything about Palpatine. Palpatine is not, you know, a hundred plus years old in the Phantom Menace, but I think we might see, the first steps of what leads to that, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, what's his master's name? Plagueis. Plagueis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Plagueis and Sifo-Dyas. Sifo-Dyas is, um, the chancellor was the previous chancellor, right? No. Or was he a Jedi master? sifo was a Jedi master. They explain all that sifo stuff in the Clone Wars. Oh yeah. Cause that shit was, confusing 
in the prequels. Bananas. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, okay. So I didn't even consider. So maybe the three next year will be Ahsoka, Grammar Rodeo, and the Acolyte. And then 2024, maybe Mandalorian Season 4, Cassian Season 2, and whatever else. I mean, Lando. Who knows, man? There's other shit out there. Um, this could all... I don't know that it will. all of that will be ironed out and we'll know, but by this time next week or a little later next week, we will have more information on this with you know, celebration happening and everything. So, um, I'm trying to think, I know I'm probably missing some big stuff. I know I'm probably missing some big stuff from this article, but there's so much information. And like I said, I wasn't really interested just sitting here reading a whole 50 pages. One of the things that stuck out to me that I don't think we've covered yet is I believe Kathleen Kennedy mentioned that, you know, they won't be trying to recast any of the iconic characters anymore. Like, uh, like they did with solo. Um, but I bet kind of that that's because the AI deep fake and their, you know, their other technologies come so far that they have no need to recast. Like they can really use the likeness of anyone. So yeah, that has been the big takeaway for a lot of people from that article. And I totally get why, because I thought Alden Ehrenreich did Did fantastic. I thought he did. And obviously Donald Glover was great. I think when you see the behind the scenes stuff of, um, I believe his name is Guy Henry who did the motion capture for the CG Tarkin in rogue one. I think they could have just let that dude play Tarkin without the CG stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, the thing is, though, I don't, I don't know the full context, like, of that conversation. And I genuinely don't feel like it had anything to do with Alden Ehrenreich or Donald Glover the performance yeah, of solo right like no <clears throat> i think i think i think it was no go ahead you know i i th- i think it had more to do with marketing i think that movie would have been considered i even with the money it made it would've been considered it wouldn't have been a runaway smash success like the other Star Wars movies they released, but it would have been more successful if they didn't have to reshoot like 75% of the movie. Um, I think, you know, that story even, you know, being in the public as much as it was probably didn't help. Um, I think there's a, a lot of factors at play at why solo didn't do so well. I agree. I think and it wasn't the signals Alden. though the Right. No, it wasn't all in Aaron Reich or Donald Glover at all. I think this signals the boardroom is probably scared. That may be how they view it. They're like, Oh, solo wasn't received well because we recast those iconic characters. And you see when we brought Luke, old Luke out in the Mandalorian, everyone loved it. Uh I think they're just misinterpreting 
what actually happened with Solo, if that's what they're thinking. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, yeah. Like, it sucks. I did my part as a Star Wars fan to try and make sure Solo did well. I went to see that movie like six or seven times or whatever stupid amount because I'm an idiot. No wonder, you know, like no wonder <laughs> dude that goes to see Star Wars movies that many times in the theater. But it just sucks. Like, because, you know, if this Lando series <laughs> does make it to screen, it would have been cool to at least have an appearance by Alden Ehrenreich's solo. Um, and you know what? I think just because she said that, I mean, you could take that as a belief. They're not going to do that anymore, which doesn't mean they couldn't bring Alden back as solo. Yeah, I guess you know, that's like, true. There are ways to dance around it. You know, oh, like I just remembered one final thing. Um, and I think it came out today. In fact, this Thursday, the 19th. Um, Rupert Friend, who's playing the Grand Inquisitor in Obi-Wan Kenobi, in his interview with Vanity Fair was talking about how cool the Inquisitor's lightsaber is. And he said, I can fly with it. Oh, oh, no. oh. guys, we were supposed no. to, we were supposed to fucking hashtag make the EOP fart, not hashtag hella sabers. No, I think we're, I think I, feel like that is confirmation that we're going to see that damn ass fucking hella saber in, in play like it, it used as a hella saber. Oh, I mean, come on, like photonic light can lift you off the ground. Is that what we're saying? That the saber generates the thrust or does the force generate the thrust? I think it's like, if, if you want my star Wars analytical mind to actually give you an answer, I think it's a combination. Right, I think it's probably mainly the force. The it's like helps. being in a swimming pool, but like kicking off the wall to give yourself the bullet action. Um, every time I think I'm done talking about this Vanity Fair stuff, I remember other stuff. Right, <clears throat> there was um, there was this part where they're talking to Deborah Chow about the decision to have Vader in the show, right, mm -hmm. and. You know, that is something that even before we knew it was a thing, it was something I was always kind of against. Like, I always liked the idea of Obi-Wan and Vader not seeing each other again until A New Hope. Just like I was kind of sold on the idea of Obi-Wan doesn't leave Tatooine. Neither of those things came true. Um, But she talked about, like, part of it, being the story opportunity that presented itself having Obi-Wan discover what happened to Vader. And that, I'll be honest with you, that's always sort of been a question I've had since episode three because mm -hmm. to me, it felt like Obi-Wan left Mustafar, Mustafar under the uh, impression that Anakin was just fucking dead, right? Mortally like, wounded on his way out. He left him like a fucking too long on the grilled hot dog on the shore of fucking Mustafar. A and, flaming marshmallow that you didn't really want to blow out and just let it plop to the ground. <laughs> and she talks about how like the love that 
Obi-Wan has for Anakin and how that would still be present even after he realizes that this person that he's care- cared about so much is a monster, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, whew, what a quote. What a quote. Like th- I read that and I was like, all right, I get it. I'm really looking forward to this Kenobi thing. Like me too, buddy. I'm me super too. invested in these characters. Yeah. And I know that that sounds crazy, but I, you know, the prequels were my late, uh, you know, late childhood, early adulthood. Yeah. Like the prequels, I still kind of grew up with them. The prequels for me came out like, you know, uh, Phantom Menace came out when I was a sophomore in high school. Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. uh, came out when I was a freshman in college, and Revenge of the Sith came out when I was a college dropout. So, like, I was probably on the um, the scale of like what people would consider too old to think the prequels were cool. I was probably well past that, but mm-hmm. I'm also not going to sit here and act like I was too cool for the prequels when they came out. I fucking loved them, man. Mm-hmm. I loved them. <laughs> so I can't wait. I can't wait for Obi-Wan and I don't have to that much longer. I just got to make it through the next eight days. Um, <laughs> actually this time next week, what I will be doing is probably working and staying up late to watch Obi-Wan and then, Next Friday, we'll record about the first two episodes. Um, so, man, am I excited. <clears throat> you want to hear from some friends before we call it a night? Let's do that. All right, let's do that. Kia D. Kia D. Kia D. The only Jedi master who can crash box Giddy Cockhead Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead He's a big Surian stud He loves to split chicks with his pud Giddy Cockhead To stroke his cone and suck on his balls Giddy Cockhead What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi council stooge but he'll be pumping spooch tomorrow! Cockhead! Lou Herb! Cockhead! Harsberger! Cockhead! Will Witt! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! G&D! Cockhead! Cockhead! Hey! Guys, if you want to be part of the show, all you have to do is send in an email or a voicemail to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys, interacting with you guys. This week, we've got two voicemails, so pretty small, uh, short segment this time around. So first up, let's hear from our good buddy, Jim. Good evening, Halls and Will. It's uh, 6 in the morning and I'm just getting off of work. That's not usual for me. Uh, Of the last three weeks, two of them I've worked at night. I usually work 
6 a.m. to 2.30, uh, and now I'm working 10.30 p.m. to 5 a.m. So it's very, uh, I'm bringing that up because uh, when, when I listened to your episode two weeks ago and Will wasn't on there right away, and I'm like, why wouldn't, oh my gosh, I missed the live stream. I was bummed. Uh, I just have been so thrown off by this night stuff. And uh, I just want to say, great haircut and um, pause. And uh, I'm wondering, so I kind of do something similar. I cut my hair after three years, and everybody makes a big deal about how clean cut I am and how great it looks, almost to the extent where it kind of hurts my feelings. Like, uh, it's like, you know, I've had, I've had long hair for years, and, you know, you're, you, so I guess I just look like shit that whole time. You know, I'm just wondering if the compliments are starting to hurt your feelings, or is that just me? But uh, the question I had for you guys is the the Obi-Wan uh, show and the Soka and Andor and Mando, um, I wanted to know of these few shows coming up in the ne- over the next year, uh, what uh, which ones are you most excited for in order? And which ones do you think are going to be like the most critically acclaimed? You know, um, honestly, I'm a little worried. And it's all in about Obi-Wan, about the Obi show. I've got this weird feeling I'm worried. I feel like Andor is going to be some of the best stuff we've seen in years. Um, and that's, again, just a feeling. But uh, I just wanted to know what you guys think. All right. <laughs> Ignite the green. Man. Uh, so, Jim kind of nailed my feelings about... And, and it's it it hasn't crossed the line of too much but there have been a couple of times when people have seen the new haircut where i was like all right we can stop now i get it you thought i looked gross before i get it all right okay cool thank you for the compliment let's move on the conversation all right all right i get it yeah right <laughs> trust me things have been made evident very clear to me <laughs> Um, I'm not ready to give everybody the satisfaction. Yeah. I still like there's, it's weird. You know, it's been a couple of weeks now since I got my hair cut and it still shocks me when I see myself. Like I kind of try to avoid looking in mirrors as it is like I'm a fucking vampire, (laughs) but, Mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, it still shocks me when I see it. And the other thing is, is like, you would think after a couple of weeks, I would be used to the sensation of taking a shower with short hair again. Nah, man still surprises me every fucking time. Mm. (sighs) Um, so I'm not worried about Obi-Wan and there there's a few reasons, right? I'm not worried about Obi-Wan because of Ewan McGregor and I'm not worried about Obi-Wan for one huge reason, and that's Deborah Chow. Like, the work she did on The Mandalorian was amazing, and she fully deserved her own Star Wars project. So I think we're in pretty safe hands there. Like, if you weren't a big prequels person, then I don't know that Obi-Wan's going to be for you. But otherwise, I think we're going to be all right. 
you know, I think it's going to be pretty fucking solid. <clears throat> it's hard for me not to say that that's not the one I'm most looking forward to because it's so close, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think critically, Cassian might stand the chance of being the most critically acclaimed. You know, I think mm-hmm. the goodwill, um, critically that Rogue One garnered is gonna spill over into that series, considering, you know, Tony Gilroy's um, involvement, Diego Luna being fantastic. Like, I think that one probably stands the chance of being the most critically acclaimed. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to keep them all straight in my head and rank. Like, obviously, very excited for season three of The Mandalorian. Like, I want to see the continuation of that story and where that's going to go. Mandalorians are my thing. So that might be the one I'm, like, tip-top most excited for. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, we're going to get real deep into some shit in this third season. So, um, it's not that I'm not excited for Ahsoka, but it's just, I don't know, man. It's something about it is hard for me to get my head around and be super excited for it yet. Um, I don't know. I just have no idea where they're going to go with yeah. that Ahsoka. I <clears throat> know I know they're headed for Thrawn, you know, I know that yeah, much, Yeah, and but... then, you know, the the probability, possibility/probability of you know, the other rebels characters showing up in live action is really cool, but super risky too, right? Like Mhm. Uh, I don't know, man. I, they, for some reason, Ahsoka makes me the most nervous. I figure Ezra and, um, is it Sabine? Sabine. I think that's all you need. I mean, from Rebels. Like, you could you could put in um, Syndulla. Hera. Yeah, you could definitely do Hera. Hera. Yeah. But uh, you don't need to, you know, because she's not necessarily. She's hanging out, raising a kid now. Right. You know, the only people that we know, you know, included with Ahsoka on her quest for Sabine. Right. Right. And to look for Ezra. So you don't even really have to touch on the Ezra stuff at all. Like, I mean, I'm assuming you will because Ezra and Thrawn were together at some point. You could just leave that for Ahsoka season two. Well, I think it has to be at least part of it. Like, I'm not saying he necessarily has to show up, but it has to be part of the motivation of the series. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. he's, he's got to be could... the presence or lack of presence of Ezra has <clears throat> to be a story element at the very least. Exactly. You could um, milk it for as long as you wanted to technically. Now, you know what I would not be opposed to though? As if, you know, like maybe Ahsoka, the show kicks off with a recreation of that um, final scene from Rebels where Ahsoka comes to pick up Sabine on Lothal and they go off looking for Ezra. Like if they recreate Mm -hmm. that, they all get in that cool ass ship and who's hanging out in there? 
but old buddy Captain Rex and it's Tamora Morrison with a big gray beard and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now then we're talking a little more excitement, my dude. Then we're talking. We're talking the real more. deal. Yeah. Um, and then like Grammar Rodeo and the Acolyte. I'm especially after you know this week's information regarding Grammar Rodeo. I'm very interested in both of those. Like for some reason, they both seem the most ambitious and new different right well especially acolyte acolyte i'm so looking forward to because it's you know it's new it's an era we haven't seen in live action they've been using you know they've been doing this huge high republic publishing initiative that's telling some really cool stories so like there's this setting and this time period all already built up in a big way I I'm real excited for that. I'm really excited for that one. Um, so I don't know. It's hard for me to rank them. I'll say, you know, all of them are ex- exciting to me for different reasons. Like the Lando show, if that's even still going to be a thing is exciting to me because of potentially getting to see Donald Glover play Lando again. Um, and like I said, for some reason, the Ahsoka one makes me a little nervous. Makes me a tad nervous. Um, but regardless, we're getting a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> we're getting a whole lot of Star Wars for the foreseeable future. So that alone makes me very, very excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Jim, buddy, don't look, buddy. You're talking about someone who has had a major case of the B brain going on right now. Don't feel bad about missing the live stream, buddy. No big, there will be more. Yeah, we'll do more at the very least. We'll do one next year for episode 400. Knock on 400. Um, okay. So we got, like I said, we got one more voicemail and then we'll call it a night. This one is from Mr. 100. Kobe. Kobe. Hey, Oz and Will. It's your boy Kobe, aka Mr. 100. How's it hanging? Hopefully clean. You I know, know you're keeping it clean. I know, you know you're right. I trust you. Um, this week I have a question about Kenobi, as I'm sure almost everybody does. Um, sorry if this has been asked before. I don't think it has. I haven't heard it, but maybe I don't know. Um, so if it has, um, forgive me. But a couple, few weeks ago, I asked about um, cameos that you'd like like to uh that you thought were coming in the show earlier what cameo you thought was going to be the first big cameo um i have a question that's not a bad one or like a negative one but more towards the negative side of of things um it's not bad though what is one thing with the show with the kenobi series that you just don't want to see um that can be something you know very big very small something that's like oh i'm gonna hate it that's gonna ruin it for me or something that's like oh it's not a huge deal but i didn't really care for it what is whether how big or small or how big the big of a scale thing it is um what is one thing you don't want to see with the kenobi show i've got a few things but i just kind of want to see uh what you guys say so um yeah what's something you don't want to see with the kenobi show Uh, as always you guys are the best keep it real Keep it clean. You know it. Peace out. Uh, what things you guys don't want to see. Um, yeah, so 
Um, so, look, we kind of talked about one of them that we don't want to see and seems like it's pretty likely that we're going to see. That's helicopter lightsabers. Like, we, it's not a deal breaker for me. It's it not going to ruin me. it for me. No. And, I just really do not want that. You know, I know what will happen when that scene happens. When we see one of those motherfuckers fly with their lightsaber, like we're gonna have fun with it on the show, like because yeah. the, at the end of the day, the helicopter lightsaber thing is something I like to hate on, because there's so little in Star Wars that I do like to hate on. It it and really it doesn't probably bother is cool me that for much. the kids. Yeah, I'm sure the kids love it, right? And yeah. so you know, like our hell good for them. <laughs> um. So, speaking of cameos, there was this thing where I guess they asked them about the potential for cameos and stuff. Like, I think they specifically mentioned like Ahsoka and Boba Fett, and they kind of um, uh, dismissed those. So, you know, uh, it looks like Forlom is going to be in it. I don't know that this. I think this show in itself is kind of a cameo, if you know what I mean, right? Where, like, the fact that we're getting Hayden and Ewan back together to reprise these roles is the thing. I don't know that you need a bunch of big cameos. Yeah, right. We'll see, though. I mean, because, as we've seen... Two with, biggest cameos in Star Wars. As we've seen with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, it's something they kind of like to do. So, you know, like, you can't count it out. I'm I will tell you the one cameo I'm hoping for is a, a Bale slash Leia Organa. Oh, uh, I, I want a Bale Organa cameo. I, I, want, I want I want Jimmy Schmitz. I want Jimmy Schmitz in a big bad way. Um, <laughs> I want the Schmitz. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like I'm sitting here trying to think of things that I don't want to see. Like okay, I, I that was it. That was my only one. Like so. Like, and this is, this is meant as, I I mean, I say this with total peace and love to our buddy, Jim, right? Like I'm not, I think the dude would know that I ain't like taking a pot shot at him or something, but this one time he called or wrote in and talked about like, do you think they'll explain why Obi-Wan ages so much in between Obi-Wan Kenobi and episode four? I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I, I do nope. not want that. Um, no, I, I, I don't want to see Darth Vader on Tatooine. I don't want to see him hesitate to step mm-hmm. on sand. No. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Darth Vader make a force choke pun. I don't want that. So, I don't want that at all. I. You're right. We cannot, I do not want to see Darth Vader on Tatooine. If Darth Vader is on Tatooine, like that is a critical error, especially if he's mm-hmm. on Tatooine, knowing, knowing, knowing that um, the Obi-Wan is there, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's okay. So in a more broad sense, what I would say is I don't want anything in the story to be like, something that um contradicts a new hope you know what i mean like i'm 
I'm hoping that the writers and everything really thought this stuff out and there's not going to be something that you see the you see and you're like wait a second how does that make sense you know what i mean <clears throat> um like that's my big wish and i'm hoping that uh they manage to avoid that so <clears throat> all right buddy well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. We're going to be talking about Obi-Wan next week. It's it's finally going to be here. Dude, I'm so stoked. Me too, buddy. I, I'm literally can't wait. So, guys, uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already. It helps the visibility of the podcast, helps other people find our show and enjoy our show. Uh, if you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music they're stoned cobra and you can find them on itunes spotify and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com and they make some damn ass good rock music yeah they do uh and uh yeah we'll see you guys next week where we'll be talking the first two episodes of obi-wan kenobi uh, until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>